1: Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online, we're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Today's episode is powered by Zen Supplies. It's the next generation of purchasing dental supplies on an online platform where all of the products from any distributor are in one place. You get to compare prices and products and have complete confidence in your distributor and your ability to monitor all of your supplies and your purchases, right? It's never having to feel that feeling of running out of supplies, and you get to minimize the time that it takes for you to do your orders. This way you can focus on the million other things that dental assisting jobs come with. If you guys wanna learn more about Zen Supplies, visit www.zensupplies.com. Well, hello, Miss Jules, how are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda, happy hump day. Happy hump day, good morning. How is New York treating you today? Freezing my butt off.
0: (laughs) It is so cold. I'm so, I'm already over it. And we're only into November and we have six months left, roughly. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Montana is not any better though. It's cold there before you
1: got snow before I got snow. (sighs) Last night it was snowing so bad. Like I couldn't see it. I'm like, this place is crazy. Like when I lived in the South, they would have closed down the town for at least four days. And like here, Mm -hmm. you know, I got five inches of snow on the roads and I'm sliding all over the place yet. I got to go to the basketball game. Got to go to the vet clinic. Like I got to come home from work. Mm -hmm.
0: Like this is crazy. At least when you get snow though, you have like the postcard view. Mine looks like muck like (laughs) New York, you know, unless it's just a freshly covered snow, then it looks beautiful. And then after that, it looks terrible. So So at least yours looks
1: kind of picturesque. Between like four and 5. AM is the only time it's pretty. (laughs) Nobody's actually gone to work yet. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. So let's see. Upcoming, we are going to be at the Voices of Dentistry in January, 2020 at Scottsdale, Arizona. So I think the website is voicesofdentistry.com. So any dental assistants out there that are in Arizona or want to travel to Arizona and spend a couple days with us, we would love
1: to meet up with you. Yeah. It's going to be epic. That's my word. Epic That's your word.
0: That's That's my word. word.
1: I'm super excited. Like, you know, like not just are we podcasters, but like I listen to podcasts literally all the time. Like dental hacks. Um, you know, I listen to uh dental assistant nation. I listen to the Tale of two hygienist. Um i i I also listen to a ton that are not dental. Dental. Yeah. You know, like they're I so- too. I I like Crime, true crime, or crime
0: stories—whatever the one. Oh, and Rachel Hollis. I listen to Rachel Hollis because she's funny.
1: Yeah, I'm a Gary Vee fan, and then I yeah. also I like Broken Brain. Oh my gosh, Jules, have you heard that one? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good. So they just talk to medical providers, like specialists in the industry, and talking about like you know all these health ramifications that we're having, and like where they're coming from, and how to alleviate them. It's really good. It's called Broken mm-hmm. Brain. You guys go check it out because there's a lot of pearls in there that when you spout them out to your dentist, they're going to be like, wow, you're so smart. (laughs) Like it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Like I'm getting ready to head out when we get off here. I got to go. My office, we shut down for the day and we are doing feelings for smiles. So it's like a give back program. So we go to a, a local school. We do it every year it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a lot of hustle and it's a lot of stress because there's a lot of kids coming in and out, but you, you they like put out the these table. tables, you okay. lay them on the tables. We do an exam with a toothpick and you look for carious lesions in, this, in the first and second molars. Mm-hmm. And then um, they give you like a Fuji, I don't know, if, it's not Fuji something. It's some type yeah. of glass ionomer that you yeah. do dealings with and you do fluoride treatments and you know, it's kind of cool it'll be fun. Nice. It's a lot of work, but it's like so rewarding. It is. And in, in my practice
0: too, we're in a lower, um, uh, income area. So we have a lot of kids and we don't have fluoride in the water. So we have a lot of kids that need dental care. So this week we are Saturday spending the day in the morning, our hygienist are at the local school and they have a health fair. So we pass out toothbrushes and things, and, and we offer free visits to the kids. So we press out these postcards, um, And so they can come in and get a free exam. So it's fun. You got to give back to your community though, because there's a lot of kids out there that don't get dental care. And if they just get it at an early age, you might prevent something at a later age. So if you show them the good habits and take care of what they need right now, that could trickle into like a longevity of having good um, oral health care at home, at least, you know, even if they can't make it to the dentist.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can see it like playing out like this. Kid says, "Mom, I need to brush my teeth." When mom maybe doesn't have the best hygiene or wasn't properly educated on you know how to prevent cavities, Mm -hmm. like and just if we get to the kids, I mean, they're smart enough to know if you keep something clean, it'll last a lot longer. That's right. That's right. So, Jules, do you have a post today? I
0: do. I do. We have a really exciting one. It kind of like has a lot, so we're just going to discuss this post and. The comments and kind of give you some feedback from it. Let's see here. Alrighty. And let's see. I lost it. Okay. My fellow DAs, this comes out of Dental Assistance Worldwide Group, group that we love so much. I have a serious question. Financially, how does dental assisting pay your bills? I started about four months ago now. And keep in mind, coming from driving forklifts where I made upward to 1,500 to 1,700 every two weeks, here's here I am making 780 to 800 every two weeks, and I'm ready to quit right now. They aren't offering OT, OT overtime. To anyone overtime? Oh, sorry. Anyone across our region and our office is doing all right, but obviously there's room for improvement. I just have heavy regret about quitting my job and deciding to do this full-time don't get me wrong i love what i do but my doc isn't making money they can't afford me to be there and i wish someone would tell me in the depth how dentistry works because i would have kept my old job full-time and done dentistry as a part-time thing maybe it's because i work for corporate are private practices any different lord someone help me i'm drowning what should I do? I'm considering quitting and going back to driving. I don't want to seem like I'm giving up.
1: Oh it says so much. I mean, I Jules, we always talk about like this specifics, you know, what's the dollar amount you make? What's the dollar amount you get for benefits? What's the dollar amount you contribute to your 401k? But like this is such a vast um post. You know, it's just talking mm-hmm. about in general you know, across the board, dental assisting as a sustainable career for right. a, you know, monetary value, like what, what kind of pay you'll end up getting. Right. Like a range, and not
0: specific the range. And the thing is a couple of things in this post that I see one, she's only been doing it for four months.
1: Yeah. So you always start at the bottom of the so ladder,
0: What? right? <laughs> you
1: trust me. We've all started at the bottom,
0: worked our way up. Um, but there's ways to work your way up, but what four months was she trained on the job? Did she have schooling? What is her experience to, um, to continue the pay growth with that is now she's in corporate. And I, you know, I always like when they say about money that they don't have money. Well, I'm sorry, (laughs) but BS corporates have lots of money. They have so many deals. more money than you can possibly imagine. Every corporate DSO, you know, I would say if anybody wasn't making money, it might be that private practice that's struggling because of the big fish out there. You know? Yep. That, and that's just my personal opinion, but you can't tell me when all these corporates like Heartland, Pacific Dental, Aspen, they pay their Aspen Dental pays their dental assistants like twelve fifty to thirteen dollars an hour to start. That's bull crap to me. You know, and they don't value the dental assistant. So corporate might not be the way for someone to go if they want career growth. Yeah, I don't, you know, I am I just don't think it's it's there. And I, I do know that Aspen Dental, I'm sorry I have to say it, doesn't have a career ladder growth for dental assistants and a lot of dental assistants end up leaving, you know, which is terrible because it can probably be a very amazing place to work, but there's no incentive for us to keep working there does that make sense
1: oh yeah and then we have to compromise our ethics too much in a lot of the corporate settings you know with treatment sales and you know kind of I just mm-hmm. from what I've worked I've physically been in a great right. office and mm-hmm. and I have physically seen like that is a general consensus well and we see it all the time
0: on forums about the growth and no room and you know they're getting paid very little to and to do a lot and and that's the sad part of it some of the comments um you know one person said honestly i believe so many have side hustles i have never not worked more than one job yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's just in me or it's just something in me but i like to stay busy i like to make money um but I just like to work and I like to work in dentistry. So yes, I've had a couple of side hustles. Um, another one is, you know, someone said dental assisting is very underpaid. And at this time, significant improvements don't seem to be coming anytime soon. I've been a dental assistant only five years and in my small town, I've reached the ceiling and there's no more room for growth. So I'm waiting to start to go back to school. I love dental assisting, but the pay is not good. You know, well, how can, how can we change that? How can the private practice
1: change it? And I'm, it, I think it starts with the doctor. What do you think? I do. I do. I, you know, I, that's why I always push, like, understand we're a team. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you get rid of the staff, right? Cause that's the infection. And it comes from the top down. If you value your team, yep. the financial, you know, everybody's prosperous. Right. Um, And I think we're kind of lucky because it seems like the newer dentists get that. They realize that delegation is the key to success. And then when you do delegate, because somebody is taking the time to educate themselves, get this certification, get this program up and running, like that's where the financial prosperity comes in. You know, like it's not just I go to work, I set up a room, I tear down a room, I turn over instruments, and I suction. Like there's so much more built in to that pay increase. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is there are, we as dental assistants have to value what's going to work for your lifestyle. And I've always said that. And I know that some might not get it and that they have to be in a job because they have to support their families. And I understand that, but you can't be happy, unhappy doing it. Yeah, you know you have to do what makes you happy and what's good enough for your family. And sometimes it's not a win-win. But if you've worked for four months in a dental office, I can guarantee you, you pull your resume together, you could get another job in another practice. Yeah, there's someone out there now that you got four months of experience or maybe no experience at all will like you for you and your personality and want to pay you a little bit more, even if it's only fifty cents.
1: Right. But here we're coming right back around to like the dollars instead of like the career, you know, Mm -hmm. like if I was, okay. So there's a, there's a person on here that was commenting that says 36 years as an RDA. And she said, it's hard to live. So 36 years as a registered dental assistant. And so like, that's, that says a lot. I mean, that says more than the four months of experience. Right. If somebody's been doing it for almost four decades and is struggling, Mm -hmm. that tells you that our career field cannot support you solely right at this time.
0: Right. And I could honestly say, had I not had my husband or a second job, I could have never supported myself on dental assisting alone. Yeah. No, I've always worked
1: three jobs just like you.
0: No, you know, no, you couldn't. You know, and I think of my very first job, I made three seventy-five an hour. Wow, you were so <laughs> I'm so old. I'm not as old. <laughs> to come, say cool. <laughs> but it was three seventy-five, and I think when I left that practice, it was four twenty-five because the next practice I went to, it was eleven fifty an hour. So back in nineteen ninety, Ethan wasn't born yet, or my Anthony wasn't born, so it was 91 a And a half, ninety-one and a half, halfway through the year, I got offered a position at eleven fifty an hour. Now I don't know if the doctor was crazy. I don't even know if that was the going rate because I really wasn't into meeting other dental assistants back back then. You know, we, we didn't, didn't have a network. Media. We had no we had network. We yeah, We had well, no way. We've been, we we would have never even known this was right. a thing. Like so, unless I got a labor labor board statistics thing about my profession, I wouldn't know. So eleven fifty an hour, and I think. You know, nowadays I have, when I had students and I have friends, some of them are making $13, $14 an hour now. That was like 20 years ago, 27 yeah. years ago. So it really hasn't increased. And it's just not our profession, like we say. It is every profession. I, I have friends that are hygienists. Everybody thinks hygienists make a boatload of money. Yes, some are very well paid. I get that. But I have some friends that they, they don't get paid what they're worth in their profession either. You know, they don't get paid the standard around here uh, per hourly. They get paid less. And I just had a, a hygienist that I work with. She got, somebody reached out to her to sub. The practice was an hour and 10 minutes away and they didn't want to pay her, her rate. They wanted to pay. And I was like, that's not worth it. She's like, I'm not doing it either. You know, so it's just not our profession. You know, what other comments did we have?
1: Oh man, there was some really, like, okay, so one dental assistant said, I gave up. Target cashiers make more than the, in the dental field. I'm doing dog grooming and making double in the, than the dental field.
0: True, true. Oh,
1: and then there was a bunch of people were talking about transitioning to the front desk in order to get a pay increase for overall career growth. What'd you say? They're leaving the back to go to the front because- they say that it's a higher valued career field.
0: Unfortunately, uh, I would have to agree. Wow. Um, I've seen offices. Yes. Do I think that is right? Absolutely not. I understand why they're collecting money and they're they're doing the insurance billing and they're filling the schedule. I think we all play a certain role and it should come with experience. So, if I'm in a practice as an assistant with 29 years of experience. I should be making more than that front desk person of two years. Right. But it's, it's not like that.
1: It is not like that. And there's no certification for front desk, correct? I mean. Well,
0: they have, they, you know, they have a lot of career growth. They have some fellowship, but no, you, you can't get a degree in dental front management.
1: Right. Um, Like you can for a registered dental assistant or certified dental assistant. Well, yeah,
0: there's no license, no state licenses for dental front office, but there are associations that you can grow it and you can learn all you can and get your fellowship and stuff like that. But there, you know, even, even dental assisting, I don't know if there's a, you can get a two year degree in dental assisting. I don't know. I've never seen a two year degree in dental assisting, like an actual degree from a college. Yeah. I don't know. know. I'd have to check that out. I'd have to check that out. I thought they were always certificates, but I could be wrong. So. If anybody's out there listening that has a two year in dental assisting from an actual college, let me know. I would love that would to be interested because I'd love to get one. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it might not give me any more pay per hour. So, well, know. that's
1: what, like, we've read, we've talked about this before where somebody literally can't afford to pay off their student debt from being a dental assistant, which is,
0: yeah, and it's like that in any profession. Dentists go through it, but I, yeah, for. I don't think somebody should be in debt to go to school to get out to not make money to pay off that debt. Yes. That's the hard part. and we have schools around here that charge nine, ten thousand dollars and then they get out making 1250 an hour and then they have four, thousand five thousand dollars worth of student loans and they're only making twelve dollars an hour,
1: you know fifteen dollars an hour, sixteen you know
0: yeah that's hard, especially if you have a family
1: to support. Which it sounds like most of these people that commented, you know, are mothers and have children, and they they literally, I'm like, it was just it blew my mind how many people responded to this post, mm-hmm. and how every single post almost sounded identical, like that. Well, it's it's a big out, pain out to me. Point. It's, it's a, a, a big, big pain point.
0: Yeah, it's a big pain point, and but the thing is, it doesn't start with us; it starts with the doctor. The owners of these corporates, it, it, it starts with them valuing what we are worth. Now, every area is not going to be same for income level, the cost of living, what experience do you have? There's, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into what we should be paid hourly, of course you know, if I live in California where the cost of living is three times in my little podunk town in in
1: New York,
0: then I should be paid three more times hour to accommodate that.
1: Right. So your base salary ends up being the same. Mm -hmm. So Jules, what is it then? Okay. Like let's say low end of the dental assisting scale to the highest end of the dental assisting scale. I mean, what is the most you've ever heard of a dental assistant making? Cause it sounds like that's what they're trying to get to at the end of the day is where's the end? Like, what does that number look like? I,
0: well, I would say the lowest I've heard someone get paid is a $9 an hour currently. That's ridiculous. You know, I think, you know, even minimum wage, some of the, the offices are offering minimum wage, which is, which is crazy. But if you are just, I shouldn't say just. If you are only working in one practice as a dis- dental assistant with no side hustles, so I can't include myself into this realm of, because I have side hustles, right? Right. But and I, I have And I speak and I coach and all this stuff. So I can't really put myself in there because, but if I was to go put my resume in tomorrow to a practice, I've been offered $15 an hour with all my experience, all my certificates, and I'm like, really? I would say at least I'd be worth 20 to
1: 25, if not more. Yeah. I've and heard think- of somebody making 37, but that was yep. like a needle in the haystack. EFDA, like super certified, like, or EFDA. Yeah, and, yeah. and things
0: are, we have to know our laws and regulations per state. So, whatever state you're in, danby.org has all those regulations. Yep. If you don't have, What it takes to make more money? How do we get you to get those things? So if you need to be certified, or if you need to um, be able to do an EFTA, you know, like place composites or uh, do more than my state allows, then how can we get you to get those things to get you to make more money per hour? So there's there's got to be a track, but we, you know, you have to know like what your state regulations, because one, we don't want to be doing anything that's illegal without our scope, you know, without, you know, being within our scope. Um, so how, how do we help you get there? You know, a lot of these, um, you know, things, I couldn't do it alone. I'm fortunate to have a husband's income as well. You
1: hear that almost every other comment.
0: Yeah, every assisting job I looked at wanted to pay like $12 an hour, because of lack of experience. I end up taking a job in dental sterilization in my local college, making $650 a week. I'm sad. I'm not using my education, but honestly really love my job. So the last sentence is important to me.
1: Yeah. Cause it's about but she valuing. really
0: loves her job. But she's also the money is a big factor. Money is a motivator for a lot, a lot, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think about like social workers or people that work for the state and they maybe don't make it, you know, they're kind of probably having the same exact feed that we have, but Mm -hmm. it's a labor of love. Like you do it because you know, that's your passion and that you are going to affect lives and that you, you know, a lot of the clinical setting, uh, Mm -hmm. people that I've ever met in my life have sacrificed a little bit of extra monetary reward for that, having a full heart. Right. You know, like, yeah, I mean, there's,
0: you know, it's, it's not easy. One is, wow, that's a tough one. When I was younger, the good Lord blessed me with a fine bus and a private practice. And he was the reason why I was able to buy my home in California of all places, property taxes. They were all, and now I'm a little older. I'm an instructor at a vocational school and hearing a lot of talk from upcoming dental assisting students you need to meet the demands that are needed from you if you have children. So I know corporate only does income raised once a year that if you meet their qualifications. So if you do not get part of an old job in a harsh way, oops, I'm trying to read more of this. Yeah, there's certain aurora that dental people carry. DAs are the heart of the office. We rock and there is no greater satisfaction when you finish a long and complicated treatment with your doctor.
1: Yes. You know? See, there you go. That's that emotional yep. value to being a healthcare provider.
0: Yep. Someone said, I make about 2200 take home after all my deductions, insurance, and 401k. I put away a lot for retirement, so there's always room to take home more. Yeah. A lot of people agree, though. Agree. Dental assisting is very much underappreciated, underpaid, starting out until you get experience that you need. I've been it for 12 years and seen progression, but it's me, been me having to switch jobs and make more money, sadly. And that's why there's always high turnover too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every there's time you gain a little bit of experience. high turnover mm-hmm. because no one stays in a place, one, that they're not valued or appreciated. That is the reason why a lot, a lot of us leave. And we go to another practice because of, you know, feeling like we're appreciated and making more money. Yeah. And you know, I'm on forums that I hear all the time that dentists can't find dental assistants. Well, why can't, why don't they want to come work at your practice?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, that. Oh, why are, Why like, is what? that area struggling? Yeah. Huh? Why did the last person leave? When you, mm-hmm. when you see a job, they're like, why do you want this job? I'm like, well, tell me why they left. And then we'll talk. And And you know. that's what I talk about in my interview series is
0: that Um, the next thing is going to be about interviewing questions is that that's one of the things I think as dental assistants, when we go to, to interview for a position in a new practice is that we need to ask how long the team's been there. Yep. And if they tell you, oh, they've been here five years, six years, seven years, 10 years. But if they tell you one, maybe a couple months, oh, I don't know, six months maybe. And if the dentist doesn't know or whoever's interviewing, oh, then there's issues. Those should be some red flags right and those are practices i wouldn't want to work in you know especially if they've only now if it's a new startup that's a different story like oh we just opened 6 months ago yeah. okay that's that's you know but if you've been open for a year or 2 years or 3 years or 4 years or whatever longer than i'd say 2 years and you have had this constant change of staff why would i want to come work here then yep yeah. and i think well, maybe shows a pattern yeah and i think maybe as dental assistants if we start not just taking jobs to take jobs. Cause I know there's that sometimes that happens and we start upping our standards and putting our foot down with some of these dentists. I'm sorry, I have to say it and not want to work there. Maybe they'll start to realize cause it does come from them. It starts with them. I'm a big believer. Yeah. You know, hadn't I not had the boss that I had for, for the first 16 years of my career, and the last boss i had for the last 14 years of my career whatever it was before i retired out of the practice i wouldn't have loved it as much right right you work for an amazing dentist that loves you and loves your you know is very passionate so that's where it stems from it really it's does other people pushing you to love what you do when you don't have that appreciation or that that's where it all goes down the tubes you may love dental assisting but you don't love going to work every day
1: and then that makes that other stuff, the other noise as far as financial, um, you know, well-offness for lack of a better term. Yeah. And um, it makes me so sad. Stand out more. It makes me sad
0: because if you love what you do, but you don't love going to work every day, then we need to change jobs. Yes. Like we need to help you get another job, you know? Um, you know, it's just all these comments. It, it was a great thread, And it's the fact that you feel bad because one, she obviously loves what she does and maybe forklifting wasn't what she liked to do. She enjoyed it, but she, you know, there's something that she made really good money at it. So it's hard to get out of that. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I had, you know, it's, it's like, I had a really good friend a long time ago. We're still friends and she doesn't do this anymore, but she was a stripper (laughs) (laughs) and she was very popular and made a lot a lot of money, a lot. One, you age out of that because you know,
1: it is what it is. People like
0: <laughs> in a certain shape, <laughs> but she was addicted to the money and may, she maybe not liked it, but she knew she could make money and had the lifestyle that she wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she eventually, you know, put herself through college and got a job and, you know, loves doing what she does now but she always brings up, you know, I was a stripper and that's how it afforded me the lifestyle that I wanted. You know, she's like, I'm not ashamed that I was a stripper. I did what I had to do and I made great money at it. And did I love doing it? No,
1: but you know, yep. The reward outweighed the mm -hmm. sacrifice of, you know, being, and
0: that's what I think. I think every dental assistant starting out or ones that are thinking about switching careers is write down what you want out of an office And even if you're in a current office now and you want to switch, it'll take time, but keep searching for the right one. There's tons of fish in the sea, right? It's like the bad boyfriends had all these bad boyfriends. I'm done with boyfriends and men. There's, there's others in the sea. Trust me. Yep. And then there's other dental offices out there. There's thousands of dental offices. There's other corporates that there might be some good corporates to work for out there. I'm not saying they're all bad. Trust me. Um, but there, there might be, you
1: know, the right fit for you. So that was a great post though. It was so good. And it it just made me think about, you know, where I started when I was assisting, you know, 20 years ago to where I am now, maybe I haven't advanced as much as like I would if I was on wall street, you know, where I start out making $25,000 a year and then I'm up to $125,000 at 20 years. So but the experience, and like I said, you know, it's all about getting your crap together, guys, like getting, what does your dentist need that they don't have that you can bring to the office? What program can you take the ball with? Like, what other things can you do outside of, you know, that 32-hour work window that you can still make money through your practice? Marketing, uh, social media, you know, working the different projects that you have, like cleaning the office, like there's there's just opportunities there to continue yeah. to work more in your practice or on your practice and, and elevate your pay.
0: Well, and the thing is too, is you have to sit down and learn how to negotiate and, and, you know, incorporate. it might be a little bit harder because you're not, it's not a private practice. So you can't just go to your boss and say, Hey, can you give me a raise? You can't go to the dentist that you work with. They, they, they have no power. You know, right. unless they're in a corporate that they, they own the practice, but they really have no power of saying, Hey, give Sally Sue the raise. But if you're in a private practice, you can, you know, probably negotiate with them, Like, Hey, I noticed that in my area, this is the average. I'm a little under average. You know, how can I get there? You know, I notice that you don't offer 401k. Can I enroll in that? But you do have it in the office and I haven't done it or medical or, you know, so these are things we have to advocate for ourselves for, Yes. but also you know, in a way that they'd be like, oh, I did not know that. Cause maybe some dentists don't know, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they don't talk to other dentists in the area. They just assume that this is what they make per hour, but they don't understand how to evaluate the dental assistant. It's kind of like we're buying a practice. They, they have someone come in and evaluate all those things. If the practice is worth this much to buy, well, what can they do for a dental assistant? Evaluate them. And is it, you know, what is she worth? And let me give her that because I'm going to invest in that. That's an investment. Your dental assistant is an
1: investment. It's an asset to the practice. Mm -hmm. And you know, like I did that live on LinkedIn and I was like, you guys, don't you understand? The more confident the dental assistant is, Mm -hmm. i.e. education, support, career growth, you know, motivation from the leaders, the more competent the dentist looks. I have so many patients that in previous offices have left because the the staff didn't seem competent or confident about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so they lost trust in the clinical providers because they're like, you know what, you guys, you don't have your stuff together. I got to go. Right. You no, know? it's so it, it all is full circle, but it just takes the leader seeing it that way.
0: Yeah. And like I said, if you, you want to switch jobs, we're here for you. Help us reach out to us. We will help you however we can. Um, we can even help you with research on what's your average in there and what, and what you got going on. You know, we have that Nicole that does all the resume refines. She does nice resumes. We can, you know, have her do you a new resume. I mean, I don't think she's that expensive to do the resume and she is a dental assistant. So, you know, that's nice because she'll know what needs to go on that resume. Um, but remember it's your first impression. So but it just, you know, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to realize that we struggle so much. And like I said, I could have never, you know, I was a single mom. I don't think I could have ever made it on an assistant career if I didn't have support. Yeah. Or side hustles. Side hustles. You know, I worked at Payless. I worked at JCPenney. I, you know, babysat. You I did so much I-
1: similarities, Jules. I used to work <laughs> at Rock Room Shoes. There you so go. You are like my competition. If you were a payless, <laughs> there's no
0: more paylesses. I don't think, I think they all closed up, but you know, you did what you did, but I loved going to my job every day. You know, I knew eventually someday that it might make me a little bit of money, but eh, if it didn't, all right, I was good with that. But you, you, I definitely think I couldn't have never supported it on my own. Absolutely. I'd have to agree with her that, you know, if you are the only source of support for yourself, you have to do what's right for yourself and your family in your kids or who, you know, whoever's encompassed in your circle in your inner bubble, as I call it, you know, that you, that relies on you and you know, you being healthy and happy and you have to do what's right for you. And if that means walking away from dental assisting for a while, then walk away from it and, and go do. We'll miss you. Stay in our <laughs> forum. <Please try.
1: laughs> Stay, don't leave forever. Listen to our
0: podcast.
1: Go make what? some bank and then come back and fill your heart up gotta do for yourself until
0: you get where you are going in life because you know what when it comes down to it at the end of the day
1: that's what matters is you so yep you know that's it ah it feels well my this guy. i mean like oh there's so much in there like, this all these emotions are like i don't want to go hug her. I know I really want to go hug her. Find <laughs> I want to out hug where she works. So I'm going to send her a card. <laughs> I want to hug every single person that commented on that post and is struggling the same way she is, you know, mm-hmm. because they don't have that passion for the career. So the money makes way bigger of a waves, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yep.
0: Well, happy hump day. Well, happy hump day. <laughs> We Happy Hunt Day. End of, end of rant about our pay. You guys not need to go to rant. Woo. It's <laughs> it. motivational speech. <laughs>
1: and you never know, guys.
0: It could change. It could change. Well, it- we have the power to change it. Yep. We have to realize that. We have the power to change it.
1: Yep. You know. Instead, you know, it starts with us. Let's just stop accepting yes. low standard. Yeah. It starts with us. Yep. So. All right. Well, have a great hump day. All right, Miss Jules. So, uh, I, I think we have, I'm so excited to see more of your, um, your, your Instagram videos. I think you're a magical, like when it comes to like, that's like my
0: 50th retake. I like retake it 50 times, but this weekend I am working in the office on Sunday. I'm going to do some educational videos. So I have someone come in to help me because it's really difficult to video yourself. And then Like worry about if it's recording right and focusing and all that crap. So it it should
1: not take that many takes.
0: Like, yeah, I just want to have as much resources free for the dental assistant out there as possible. So yeah, we'll get
1: it. We'll get it going, but we love it. You guys go check it out and have a fabulous rest of your week. Happy hump day. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistants Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook, and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on sectioning.